Let's go. Ready to rock? Mm. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. I am here with Paul and Brian, my lovely co-hosts for our brand new show we're covering on Peacock, Vampire Academy. Um, this episode, we're covering episode five, Near Guard, Far Guard. But I was reading some articles and I wanted to read you what I um, read in one of these articles because it's great. So I'm going to do it at the top. Okay. This is how they explained it. Fairy tale opulence and elaborate social rituals of Bridgerton and the class revolution themes of the Hunger Games toss in warrior class a la the Dauntless from Divergent add a light sprinkle of Harry Potter's boarding school shenanigans and just a dash of Game of Thrones endless power struggles. And you might cook up something like the Vampire Academy. <laughs> and, and then it goes, if that sounds like a lot to cram into one show, that's because for better or for worse, it is. That's <laughs> and I was like, they're not wrong. No, it's great, great explanation because there's so much yeah. happening. It's only it's only episode five too. It's it's crazy to mm-hmm. see how much source material there is and how long this could go. So, I, I just am so in. I keep enjoying it ever more and more. And I, I, you know, it's it's vampire stuff, right? How could it go wrong? We love that stuff. Yeah, and that's kind of what I've been saying we've been saying is that it's taking a lot of stuff from general fantasy lore and bringing it into the vampire lore which honestly has been very saturated and done to death but it's making it feel fresh and new and if you had told me a year ago dude you are going to love a show about vampires out of high school I'd be like get the fuck out of here but you know the show is kind of like you take a bite and you're not expecting much and then you like bite down and you're like, oh, damn, that's got some like very complex nodes here. You know, mm-hmm. it's just yeah, it's it's a good show. Flat out. It is just a good, entertaining show. Well, listen, there's six books and they attempted to make a movie out of this in 2014, which I'm sure I'll I'll watch after we finish the season just for shits and giggles. But I don't know how they would have ever fit all this lore into a movie like this is uh, five episodes in and we're just scratching the surface. And this episode is the jump off. Like we are about to dive headfirst into the rest of the season and just let's fucking go. To speak to the movie, I think the movie was only covering book one. My roommate, I told him to watch the show and then he was just like, wait, didn't they make a movie? So he went right to the movie and watched that. And apparently it only covered book one and they left it open ended for more movies. We're talking too much about the movie. Yeah. I mean, it does star Zoe Dutch, which is like she's an A plus actress. So he said the same thing. It's good stuff. Uh, I'll watch it eventually. But how good was this episode, guys? How good? I screamed at yeah. my I'm watching it alone. I should I should put that out there first. <laughs> watching it alone and screamed at my TV like three or four times. Some good screams, some bad screams, some no, what the hell are you doing? And it it was just extremely entertaining. Like you're saying, the Hunger Games aspect to it. You know, we didn't even we talked about the you know, anime tuning exams from Naruto. Like we were getting those vibes from this. It was uh, so much happening in, in just like one hour and really completely shifts where I thought the, the show was going to go from after episode four to now where I think it's going to go after episode five. Yeah. It's the best episode so far through the five episodes. I think you put it pretty well saying it's, 
this is our stepping off point, our jumping off point, whatever, and quite literally for Sonya. But yeah, this this episode was a game changer. I didn't think they were going to start like killing off characters. I mean, this episode made me feel some things. Like Paul said, he was screaming at his TV. I was like genuinely concerned for some of our characters. And I did not think I was capable of making those sorts of like emotional attachments this early on. But I'm really rooting for our characters. And I am scared when they are in peril, which five episodes in, that's a really good sign for this show. Yeah. And speaking of Sonia, for anyone listening, I think this will drop on um, Wednesday, the 28th or maybe Thursday, the 29th. We just recorded such a good episode with Janetta Kaiser, who plays Sonia. She's the coolest. So keep an eye out for that. It was such a fun conversation and she wouldn't give us any spoilers, even though I tried, (laughs) even though I tried. (laughs) Tried your best. All right. You want to jump in? Yeah. Yeah. So. We leave off episode four with them capturing a Strigoi, and it's the end of of part one of the test, right? Whoever was left with their blood bags is going to move on to the next round of this, right? They're getting, basically, they're getting thrown into a guarded area. There's going to be fake Dampier that are going to act as Strigoi and try to attack them, and they have to, it's it's Rose and four others, and they have to um, just keep their... Maroi safe is it, whatever it is. They have the blood bags it's, again and they need to protect their people. Yeah, it's deliver the payload. They're putting them through a simulation to protect a Maroi. And Alberta is the one like laying out the deal. Uh, she tells Rose that she is going to be appointed team leader. So she gets to call the shots. And Meredith has like a snarky comment about, oh, if you wanted us to live, why'd you do that and make her the leader? Whatever. We love Meredith. We do. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that's kind of what we're dealing with in this episode is Rose leading this small squad of five novices. Only five novices made it through the benchmark test. So that's or are we still technically in the benchmark test? This is part two of the benchmark test. Whoever survives Mm -hmm. will get to go on the royal tour. But if the Marui were to be popped, then no one would be on um, the royal tour. And let me just tell you again. I mean, I know this whole episode was about them. The Guardians do it for me. They are like by far for me, the most interesting part of the show, besides maybe Sonia's um, like obviously the spirit and her going dark is obviously sick. But the Guardian, the group, them like dicking around all episode and being buds and but being like tough, like tough ass people is so cool. It it was doing it for me. I love the banter. It was good stuff. The one guardian who was assigned the role of Maroy, he killed it because they're walking around. He was like, oh, I'm tired. Let's take yeah. a break. Like, oh, man, is this it? You wouldn't talk to a to Maroy like that. Like, watch your <laughs> mouth. Just like the he totally embodied. Uh, and, and it's almost like making fun of it, too. He, he's exa- exaggerating it. Um, but it, it, I liked it because, you know, they are going to have to deal with you know, snobby Maroy that they are protecting. So they, they absolutely crushed it. And um, I, I don't want to jump too far ahead. I'm not exactly sure how much, but I loved the fact that uh, Rose read the rules. She knew what she had to do. She knew what she couldn't do. And when she was like, hey, our blood packs can't be popped, but what if we just fucking hid them? Can't be popped. 
no rules against that. And I just, I love that. I love thinking outside the box. It reminds me of Taskmaster, if you guys ever watched that uh, British show. A genius, genius move. Speak to that, though. I wish they didn't just pile them up right in the open of the place where they were told to muster because Mikhail... <laughs> found them immediately so yeah could it be like what if they just them? like popped them and we're just like hey we didn't even need to attack you and you yeah. all failed i wish um, they just dug flex. it dug it up a little yeah. bit just dig a little small hole and put them in there and but, you'll be good yes i agree i like that rose was thinking outside the box and she's starting to become kind of that kind of a leader and this is a good point to give all of our novices names we already know rose and meredith the three guys that we're going to be dealing with are eddie who is playing the maroi the redhead and then the two other guys are herc and dean when they uh they take their hoods off in the the beginning of this episode i'm like all right it's going to be all the usuals right it's going to be all of our guardians and when yeah. it's not and when they showed some like other guys some scrubs i was like fodder like you're Dude. dead you're dead something's going <laughs> to something's going to go wrong here because you're not a main character yeah. i was really upset that there wasn't like a 15 year old prodigy that made it through the ranks and was just like chilling there I was hoping for it, but whatever. It's supposed to be a hard test. That also really poses a weird question because we know they're young, but what and what are they supposed to be? 18 minimum to be a guardian, right? Because they were talking about moving it back to 16. So we're assuming you can enroll when you're 18, but some of these guardians are probably like what, like 22, 21? Or do we still think they're like I don't know. I'm thinking they're under 18. I'm thinking the they're no- like 16 or eight, nine, 17. The novices, right? Yeah. I think like 17, 18, most of them yeah. that made mm-hmm. it to this point. Uh, the people that are in the Guardians, they can be whatever. They're just like adults. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. If that's what you were asking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was that the age group with this uh, Guardian squad. So hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. Because they're all just beautiful and vampires yeah, don't age a lot. So, you know, that's what we're working with, with the Dampiers. But let me move us to the most frustrating scene of the entire episode. Yes. This Stragoy handler in the giant armored truck. First time seeing a Strigoi dude, do you not know yeah. that they're dangerous and stuff? Yeah, I and remember also, my first Strigoi. Yeah, <laughs> for real. And also, he yells to someone in the truck, okay, you can release him or let him go. So, like, why do you think yeah. like there was another uh, Dampier or like good guy there? So, like, how it's was he just hole. like, oh, shit. Yeah, it is a plot hole. Um, But <laughs> you got to advance the plot somehow. The Strigoi yeah. gets loose. So what was supposed to be a controlled training scenario releasing the Strigoi uh, becomes anything. But one Strigoi gets multiplied into two and we see later on more and more. So, you know, you this know, is our episode. <clears throat> it's funny. Because I, stupid me, like I was so enthralled by the moment of being like, fuck, that he got turned there or that he got got that I forgot that that Strigoi was going to turn him. So Alex, my girlfriend, who I, for the, for listeners, not for you too, I know you know her, um, where she comes in and out and watches the episodes with me and we were watching late last night and she kind of like sighed at around that part. Mm -hmm. And cause I think I was like, oh my God, like stressed about it when they showed that he's too a Shrigoy. And I was like, I thought she was just tired. And then she was like, I'm so pissed. They're both Shrigoy's. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she's watching. <laughs> awesome. And I'm just stressed out. I was like, yeah, you like it. You like it. <laughs> I agree, though. Most most frustrating part of the scene, 
Um, and you gotta assume, you know, one day the fucking Stragoy handler will will have an off day and I'll get caught like that. But still, seriously, like you have that thing around his neck, you let him go, you let the what do you expect him to do? You're standing five feet in front of him, insulting him, calling him an animal. Of course, he's gonna um, attack you. But and all I could think about was you should have just opened the back doors. Went in reverse at like 40 miles per hour and then slammed on the brake. And then that Stragoy just went up flying out the back. And that would have been the perfect way to get him into that tunnel. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I just want to bring up one other quick question, too. So every time a Stragoy kills um, somebody, he doesn't always make them a Stragoy, right? You have to, like, feed them your blood. He you you have to and make I, it a point. He did that to Kale, and yeah. and that was I was wondering. Like I saw these other bodies just kind of chilling there, and when Mikhail walks up and sees it, so I, I guess unless we see them actually, you know, feed them their blood, you know, we assume that Stragoy just killed these other guardians. Yeah, and I was, I was. My first question was why didn't he go for four for four and just turn all of these guys because then right. they really would have been in trouble i i assume off screen there was a fight and he the stragoy was so concerned with just like trying to take them out and kill them i feel like you have to ingest the stragoy blood while you're still alive and that's why he was able to single out michaela and get him okay. but not the others i go um, I, I like that i can i can i can understand that so when rose is walking with the whole crew um, and gets that kind of vibe, like that bad feeling yeah. that that uh, there's a struggle around. And she asked Meredith, like, there's wards up, right? Do you think that Rose is just really a really good guards, a guardian with great instinct? Or do you think that Rose has something special about her? Like, like her being able to feel Lissa that intensely is unprecedented. So do you think this comes is also part of that? Or do you think... I- what do you think? So they've already said that spirit users, some of them manifest as being like an empath. You can see people's auras. I would imagine Strigoi have like an evil presence, like an evil aura. And it seems like some of Lissa's spirit user abilities are rubbing off on Rose. Sure. It's got to be something through that avenue. Like she is a little bit empathic and can sense Strigoi because she is an unofficial spirit user. Yeah. Two questions one i already forget um okay never mind two (laughs) (laughs) two statements one rose has some supernatural ability i it's so weird because it seems to not only be with Alyssa. i mean you know she's connected to Alyssa, but she also has this weird understanding of her surroundings of a threat level it's almost like spidey senses in a way um, and two, which I just thought of when you guys were talking about that, we don't really know of any other damp peers that have these powers, right? Everybody who has powers is a Mulroy. So what are the chances that Rose is actually a Mulroy? We don't know her backstory too much, but what if she is Mulroy? Some scandal happened and they're like, all right, well, we don't want to, we can't throw it to the wind. So we're, we're going to jump her in into these uh guardians i mean the dad has only been used in a throwaway line she was just like well my mom is janine a badass and my dad who knows so complete mystery there any anything's fair game the only thing 
that would go against it is her eyes. Like if she can do her mm-hmm. eyes or can't do her eyes, then I mean she's not one. But. I I was fully on board with what Brian said about she's she's kind of stealing, she's curbying some of Lissa's powers by being connected with her, basically. But that's cool. Yeah. I like that, Paul. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of in on that too. I like that that she could possibly be because maybe Janine, Janine's a badass, right? Like she's the best dampier there is. I don't doubt that she's just kind of she knows she's not the best mom and she's kind of like, okay, you you go be a good dampier too, like whatever. She's kind of being like the tough love mom. Or it could be like it's not really her kid or something like that. Something mm-hmm. interesting so, where it might not even be her lineage. Exactly. The only reason I don't think that is the case is because one of the main themes of this show, this story is the class system and how unorthodox it is that the Royal Lissa is BFFs with the Dampier Rose. So I feel like if they throw the wrench in that, Oh, you've been a Royal long, that would kind of be counterintuitive to what they're setting up, but completely on the table. I like it. I don't know. Should we talk about the scene where we see Jason, AKA Andre? Yes, we should hit it. Why can't my boy show his beautiful face, just normal, beautiful face, not completely cut up and blood everywhere. He's they just got to get him in the makeup room for like an hour and a half before they get him out there. It's so upsetting. Sorry, I had to get that off my chest. He's still he's still 100. What's upsetting is he's 100 times more handsome than than a lot of people with just that face all fucked up, too, with than everybody, I would say. True. <laughs> Except for you too, of course. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, present company <laughs> excluded. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, Lissa is looking at this old tablet of St. Vladimir, just investigating her whole spirit user powers. But we have this awesome scene where Andre, aka Jason Diaz, or Jason Diaz, aka okay. Andre, is just like, it's like a drug, the search for answers. The darkness will always find you and twist away at your insides until you remember. remember. Great acting there. Yeah, very passionately delivered. Uh, but yeah, that's our boy just reminding her to remember. And she's just like, what do I need to remember? Classic Neville Longbottom remember all situation. I know <laughs> I forgot something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I love that. Andre he- is her remember all. Is basically what we're getting. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but um, Lissa really, until she gets to like actually going to help out the the Dampier crew, there's not much. She just keeps searching for more answers, and she runs into Tatiana at one point, who actually drops the little knowledge to to drop some drama, I guess, that um, they let they let a struggle in. We didn't even. Oh, yeah, we did say it. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> we didn't say it. We literally did. Tatiana is such drama. That girl. She yeah, needs she's just a, stirring the pot all yep. over, stirring mm-hmm. the pot. Absolutely. She needs a swift punch to the titty, man. She just <laughs> needs. Oh, man, the way she just rolls in out of nowhere and immediately takes control is so frustrating because you're like, dude, just the way she talks and t- towards everybody, like, you know, she believes that she is, you know, top tier and almost she sees herself better than others around her or at least yeah. smarter per se. And it's like, who are you? Like, we don't even know your backstory too much. All we know is you came in, banged Andre, and then 
finagled your way into the the power system. So I think I, she's I, great. Yeah. So at, right now she is the big bad for yeah. me that I can tell. She's just like the little finger of this world, just like using yeah, her her very knowledgeable information and twisting it however she wants to to just consolidate her own power. But kind of while the novices are progressing on their journey, um, Lissa, like you said, once Tatiana breaks the news that Astrogoy is loose, attacking Rose, it essentially becomes everybody at St. Vladimir reacting to this news and trying to stop it. So Lissa runs into Dimitri praying for Rose's safety and tells him to go. Uh, but we actually have some really, really great scenes with Victor confronting the council first mm-hmm. and then the queen. And in the scene where he confronts the council, it's this one woman, and I'm not sure which of the royal families she's from, but she is kind of becoming the face of the bad people on the council. Mm-hmm. And he just says, I think he says, you are a fucking monster right to her face because Loved she it. is just doubling down on the dampier just by existing. They are a threat to our power. And she yeah. is just going all in on the dampier are lesser citizens than us. And Victor's having none of it. None of it. Tatiana is just gassing up this woman and he calls for an emergency vote that gets swiftly denied. And the way he maintains his grace when Tatiana tries to drag him through the mud, as I'm sure you're aware, two thirds majority, he's like, don't don't talk to me like that. Get, yeah. get the fuck back in he your lane. had a bad ass line where he's like, she says that, like, oh, you don't know the rules. And he's like, bitch. I've been around since before your fangs dropped. All right. <laughs> like, like, don't question me about how to run, how shit runs here. And that one chick, I can't remember her name, but I just refer to her as the professor umbrage yeah. of the council. Yeah. Exactly. Who you yep. mean. Cause yep. I'm just like, what, what everything you say is so fucking self-centered. It's so revolved around, like the survival of the the royals, which I will say, uh, you know, last episode I was complaining how this council was bothering me because they're making the most illogical assumptions. But the more I think about it, the more you guys are right. I mean, what do you expect from these guys? They're all they don't care about yeah. Maroy. They only care about the royal Maroy, let alone the fucking damp here. So mm-hmm. everything they're thinking is just continue to make sure that the top of the top uh are are safe and they don't give a shit about anybody else and to kind of try to put a lid on victor's argument she says you better choose your next words very carefully because the queen the queen agrees with us and to go against her would be treason and victor says well you know, I'm sure she's aware of it, but there's no way she can be in favor of it. And that takes us to the next scene where he confronts the queen who is just having a nice midnight snack with her feeder there. <laughs> and she we had a conversation in our last recording where we were kind of thinking, what, what is the queen's deal? Is she good? Is she bad? And I thought she just didn't really care. It She actually explained herself very well. She said, I'm not going to risk political upheaval just to be on your side in the name of justice. I think she's just part of the old era. She knows she's on the way out. And yeah, she wants to get through her reign without getting her hands very dirty and fighting for a cause because she's just over it. And that's what she tells Victor. But then she gives him the ultimatum. If if you want to do something about it, maybe you should run for the monarchy. Dot, dot, dot. Wonder what happens there. 
Well, what we haven't mentioned is he has a terminal illness right now. So like he right. he can't at this point. Mm-hmm. Obviously, by the end of the episode, that's already solved because he is the most badass entrance of all time Ooh. into the end scene. But yeah, that was that was fucked up. And Mia and Sonia were not about that in the beginning. And Sonia wants to cure him. And they're like, absolutely not. It'll take too much of a toll on you. But, you know, our girl Sonia, she don't care. Yeah, just to clarify, last episode, we we actually thought he was poisoned because he just kind of collapsed. We, d- we did learn, you know, terminal illness. Um, and we, they really don't know how long he has. He's assuming not that much. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's really hurt now. The episodes are occurring more and more frequently. So, a.k.a., he can't run for anything because nobody's going to vote for somebody that's going to die. But that makes me... I don't know. Do you think it was just a terminal illness or do you think somebody injected him to make him sick? I was because, thinking injection or something. Because yeah, Tatiana, when he was coughing at the council, Tatiana, they panned to Tatiana yes. and she snickered and was just like, ooh, it's going all according Wonder to the plan. That's about. And, and <laughs> yeah. to, to jump forward ahead, um, when he does return at the end, when he's healed, it shows Tatiana and she looks shocked. She's like, what what are you doing? I thought you were fucking bedridden. So mm-hmm. so it seems to be that there's a little bit more to his illness than just being sick. So speaking of Victor's illness, the next scene that we see Sonia is when she's catching up with Mikhail and she's kind of just confiding with him about my dad just told me he's terminal. And then they also clear the air about last night. And Sonia is so guarded. She says, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sure it was intense. And Mikhail being just, you know, Prince Charming to her says, no, I don't want normal. I want intense. I want you. You're like everything I've ever been looking for. All of our hearts collectively just like swell to 10 times their original size. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then he just swoons her singing old Maroi opera. Like as he walks away, flips his dagger like this dude is just the best. And I've watched this twice. I in my notes, my first watch through, I was just like, this is going way too well for Mikhail and Sonia (laughs) like this. I would I was saying like it's a favorite couple all time. Everything in there, you know, I like I like Rose and Dimitri, but fucking Sonia and Mikhail are just two puzzle pieces meant to go together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. And it is um, absolutely dirty. Oh, I absolutely. fucking hate it. Fucking hate it. And even they- even Mikhail with the with the handshake with uh Lissa, you know, the little foot thing. Or was that I love Rose? it? It was Rose, yeah. It was Rose, sorry. So it was basically they were like to Rose. I'm pretty sure it was the scene like uh, I, f- I forget what. Oh, Rose was like bitching Jesse out. I don't know if we talked about it, but they were like, listen, we know they're annoying, but like, can you just calm down? Like, we're not mad at you, but we get it. But you got to like put on a nice face. And they do that foot thing, I think. But I think they also do it in this episode. It's so cool. The nice little secret handshake, low key. So so nobody can see it. Brian's like they did not do it last episode. You fucking <laughs> yeah. What no, they definitely handshake? did do the foot thing before. I, that's not the first time I saw that foot handshake. They did it in episode one. I know for a oh, fact. Oh, okay. Well, I made it up, but that that moment was still good when they told her I was just chill because that was them like coming together as like damn pier stick together. We get it. Maroi are annoying, but you know, especially Jesse. Anyway, forget I said it. 
Yeah, <laughs> that one went right over my head. But I'm sure someone listening will will appreciate that. Um, right? And make that up? <laughs> no, no. I think they did no. it in this episode because I don't want to. I don't want to jump a bunch Do around. It. But we got to Rose, and they're they're looking at the map, and they're like, maybe they don't want us to to go here. They're telling us to go mm-hmm. here, but maybe it's a test. Maybe they want us to go somewhere more protected. So they do, they, they have the whole setup in this little um, abandoned church, almost it looks like. And she's like, all right, you guys chill here. We're going to scout. And Rose actually goes to find Mikhail, who is, is at their blood packets, all, all stacked up in their old location. And he's like, you know, pretty smart move, blah, blah, blah. And Mikhail is part of the guardians that are, quote unquote the Strigoi that are hunting them in this bunch benchmark test. So he's just saying, like, oh, I'm just scouting, not gonna say anything, you know, just just be on guard. And I think this is where they do the cool little secret handshake, just a little low-key foot touch. And this is when it starts to go downhill, right? Because Mikhail leaves, he goes back to his old guardians, and then a bunch of dead bodies all strewn out and he's freaking out. So Right before this, Victor goes to Alberta and Dimitri and it's like the council has approved live fire. He's fucking losing his mind. And Alberta is like, I know, but our girl is is just a good little soldier. To be fair, she said, yeah, I know. As of 15 minutes ago. So they thrust it upon her. But in that 15 minutes, she decided to go along with it. So listen, it's it, that's one thing, right? Um, Dimitri is losing his mind, but she tells him to stand down and he's going to listen. And of course, he does not once uh, wrote or Lissa gets a hold of him. But I can't believe that they didn't tell the the Astro team or whatever they were called. Bravo team. Bravo yeah. team, because. Of course, they're not going to be on their guard. They're in a warded like school area. Yeah. Why the fuck would they be looking out for a strict boy? That's insane. That is absolutely fucked up. Totally right? agree. Totally agree. Good God. They're like, how do you even know the Strigoi is going to go to the kids and like not the exactly what you're saying? The Bravo team, like Bravo teams are sitting there ready, doing their own planning and they're not expecting this shit. So, no. so many big flaws. And I, we'll get to the end council scene because the fucking hoity toities are like, oh, it's a success. It's like, <laughs> no, it was fucking wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I agree. Total nonsensical bullshit from not telling the, the Bravo team. Yeah. Absolutely. But. Yes, R.I.P. the boy, Mikhail. That's devastating. That yeah. man is handsome and such a good dude. He was so sweet to to Sonia. We talked with Janetta, and obviously she's devastated as well mm. about it. She said he was such a good scene partner, but like he took this girl who was like wounded and everyone kind of left alone and he treated her exactly right. Like he is one of the absolute goats, good ones. And yeah. we had to lose them. But yeah. can Sonia Karras your boy? That's what we're saying. That's what we're, everyone's saying. That's what the people are saying. <laughs> we're hoping <laughs> definitely because 
Oh, man. I'll just say, off the bat, this was the biggest scream I had at my TV. Yeah, me too. Was was getting bitten. I thought he, you know, hopefully he can fight him off and then run and join the other group and, and help fight with them. Nope. He gets bit, turns immediately. We see the Strigoi bite his wrist to get the blood in his mouth. Extremely reminiscent of Midnight Mass and how, yeah. you know, that uh, angel... Okay. Yeah, uh, turned people. So it really set the bar, though. This is where it was like, okay, this show is obviously political. It's obviously, you know, TVMA. You know, we saw some boobies. Um, Good stuff. We We didn't see boobies. We only saw butts. Uh, Tatiana had full clothes on. No. uh, Alex. What's that? What's Alex? Who's the hoity-toity rich dude with the car? Jesse. Jesse. When he was her girlfriend? Yes, the first time. Yeah. I don't remember a single boob. And I think I'd remember. Well, I understand. I might like boobs more. So Uh, (laughs) are we gonna have a boob competition? So I don't know, but I thought we did. Point being, you can have all that and it's still like there's still something missing, and it's Luke's favorite thing, and that's risk of death you know main characters or side characters very reoccurring characters if they can die that sets the stakes so much higher the story will completely shift just from you know characters getting along to holy shit these kids might not survive so i i loved that i hated it that miguel died but it in retrospect, yeah. it's going to be a great turning point for the show saying, OK, shit's getting serious now. We, we're not introducing these people just for you to fall in love with and enjoy watching. There's going to be some some heartbreaking moments. Yeah, so, fully agree. And kind of around the time that Mikhail is getting turned away from that's happening in a different area as Rose and the novices are at Lissa. And the car load, well, Jesse Zeklo's car full <laughs> of young whippersnappers is arriving on the scene. And it's good cast of characters, actually. So we got Lissa has recruited Christian, Jesse, Mia, and Mason all to help the cause and try and uh, try and save Rose and the other. I'm starting to like well, Jesse oh. sucks, but like yeah. a little bit of comic relief, like how just like avoidant he is of his responsibilities. Um, he does kind of suck, though. But yeah, the scene with with Meredith, he, he fucking sucks big time. Yeah. Um, yep. But I, again, agree. I love this. I also knew that I was I was really wondering how they were going to get Jesse to marry Lissa. Like you knew that was going to happen. He was the only choice. So it's like, how is she ever going to pick this fucking doucher ever? How is she going to come to this on her own fucking free will? And now we know that she ends up picking him. But um, yeah, we talked on the Janetta episode that chaos is ensuing. Right. And, and Jesse's of course, like I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm starving. You guys made me come out here. He's being such a little bitch, uh, honestly. And Meredith just steals his keys and she, and then he starts threatening her in like a very, like, I'm, I just need a sip. Why don't, and just like really starts doing that douchey boy man thing. And uh, we did get it confirmed that blood whore is meant for Dampier. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and so Mia just fucks this man mm-hmm. up. And she that was really like intense. Her. She she wouldn't have gotten out of that unless Meredith like coaxed her back to reality. I feel like maybe Mia has some darkness in her as well. Yeah. And, and there's going to be. Well, I hope not, but it seems like there's going to be some serious repercussions from that because he stands up and he's like, oh, you just assaulted a royal. Like, do you even know what that means? Like, you're 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 done. You're done. So I wonder if that's actually going to have repercussions going back into episode six. It would be phenomenal character growth if he didn't tell anybody. If he just said that because, you know, he's caught in the spot, but if he didn't tell anybody because he knew of the repercussions and was, you know, didn't want any of that to happen to me, that'd be great. That'd be the start of his turnaround to being a good guy. But it's so hard because he's sitting there and he's like, yeah, I'm starving. I'm going to leave. So give me, I'm going to go. You guys have fun. When he knows there are Strigoi just chilling in here. Yeah, but I mean, this is when it, it, the climax of the episode really is just absolute chaos. And Mikhail's, they find Mikhail at this point, right? And he comes like creeping behind that one guy, which is like Kirk. honestly a sick, sick. Oh, what yeah. that was. Him. So Dean, Dean is sent to go call Herc back in to protect all the Maroids that just showed up. Um, and then Dean finds Mikhail. And you're right. Great shot of Mikhail yeah. just like creeping behind. Mikhail also turning into a Strigoi looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And his blood red eyes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. The bone cracking is the best. Like the fucking mm-hmm. spasms and shit. Um, and yeah, he's uh, I believe it's Herc is standing there. And then Mikhail kind of like creeps out from behind him. And you can see his Strigoi face. And that's when you're like, okay. We're screwed now. He looks <laughs> evil. <laughs> and and yeah, so he gets cut, but he didn't get the blood in him. So he's still uh, okay. He's not going to turn. Plus the whole other Lissa thing, which where she actually healed him. That was like a whole other aspect to the craziness. Couldn't tell you how Strigoi Mikhail let Dean live and get away. Not sure how he made it back to camp, but he did. Um, And once that happens, the group's like, oh, shit, we got to hightail it out of here. They all try and run through the church and who's there waiting for him. But uh, Strigoi Mikhail. And one thing I also want to reiterate, we talked about it in the last recording, and I'm not even sure it's a bad thing now, but Strigoi are way, way stronger than anybody else in this universe 1v1. Yep. Especially Absolutely. like I, I was almost upset that Bravo team, even if they weren't expecting a Strigoi attack, there were only two. I feel like three fully trained guardians. I would expect to give two Strigoi a run for their money, probably beat them, but I guess that was a incorrect assumption on my part i mean we've seen that though in the earlier episodes when they're testing the the wards and stuff in the gates like we see two or three guardians come out and, and just kind of easily handle him so i don't know what was going on here but it, exactly like you're saying it's almost like they're on meth like they have just so much sheer strength because that's the only thing going through their mind and Rose is like, all right, I'm going to distract. You guys get in the car, get away. You'll be fine. I'm going to fend him off. Before that, Christian, Christian yeah. is the one that steps up and gives 
Rose 45 seconds yes. to contemplate her life and then decide to snap into action. <laughs> Look, if I was a Maroi in this world, I would pour all of my time and effort into learning my magic. Not, yeah. not even another question. We always talked about that in Harry Potter. Like all these kids are like complaining about studying. And it's like, bro, I would study so fucking hard if it means <laughs> I could do whatever I wanted magic wise. Yeah. Um, but uh, just to go back on what I said last recording, I said that Christian, I thought he couldn't summon his own fire because he brought a lighter around with him. Seemed right here. He totally did. He had yeah. two flamethrowers coming out of either hand. Love that guy. Yeah. And it, it does seem like there are limitations. He's like, I can't hold it that much. I'm not sure if that's because he's not very experienced or what, but mm. you know, it, it does was, go ahead. It was really hard to control for him too. He said, you yeah, know, it, it's like avatar, man. It's like, uh, Oh my God. I can't think of his name. Who's the boss? No. Who's the, uh, Ozai? Eh, whatever. We'll cut that. Anyway, Rose and Rose and, <laughs> and dead Mikhail are fight, like fighting hand to hand and Dimitri comes and saves the day because Rose was about to get got. I mean, she oh, couldn't yeah. have taken Mikhail. I wonder if Mikhail is as a Shrigoi is strong because Mikhail was strong as well. So like that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah I mean, Dimitri got thrown aside, too. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me uh, talk about ahead. that for a little Do bit, it. because, you know, my boy Dimitri comes in. I'm like, we're safe. Everybody's safe. The man is here. Uh, and you know, we did get like a real short fight. But I was a little upset because Dimitri got tossed pretty damn quickly. And I was yeah. like, come on, Meech. You're like, you are. You're the guy. You're like, you are Meech. in charge. <laughs> you are in charge of Lissa, like the, the last mating Dragomir. So I was a little bummed that he got knocked out so quickly. I would like to assume that in the books. There's a little bit more fighting going on and they needed to cut it down for time yeah. because this episode was so crazy. But also, I, how about them giving him a motorcycle to drive from St. Vladimir's to the place? If he didn't have to be cooler, like give him a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, right. No helmet. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rose Rose gets a few cuts. Um, devastating scene, Dimitri or yeah, with Dimitri and Rose kind of with M dead Mikhail, right? Um so that was sad and then not even close to as sad as when Sonia finds out. But yeah, so quick scenes with Lissa. She heals Dean, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, that heals was Dean, first... which is crazy. Mia sees it. So that's something. Did Mia see it? Mia, there's okay. a scene of Mia like creeping around the car watching her do it. And gotcha. then we shoot to her and Rose kind of um like pillow talking after not really but uh and she heals her hand and rose is like yo that's not normal dude that's yeah i've been feeling yeah. some emo shit this ain't this ain't normal well this is like super excited about yeah. it almost like to a fault and rose is like just settle down there lissa mm -hmm. um she says like are you sure this is a good thing and this is like how how could it not be a good thing right i'm healing people but i think rose is coming from the I'm in, I'm your guardian. I am here to protect you. And there are people that might want to come for this extremely rare power. So yeah. <laughs> maybe let's keep it on the down low for now until we learn more about it. A little bit of lore. They said Vladimir yeah. was like the founder of their religion. Um, and then also Lissa can't even remember 
the motto or the saying, but apparently it's a famous one. She goes, ah, St. Vladimir, something, something spread joy on a farm with Anna beside him. And it's like a known saying. I'm not sure what any of this means, but it's all just like little traces of their religion. Um, And then as the conversation between Rose and Lissa continues, Lissa says that she wants to track down this dude. It's like, a librarian or maybe just someone who's very well versed and read on the vampire's history, but someone who she believes can help her learn how to control uh, her spirit user powers or just be able to use it and not have any of the adverse side effects like St. Like she believes St. Vladimir was able to. Um, And she's like, well, the dude's all the way in Lisbon. And the only way I'm going to see him is if I go on the Royal tour yeah. And that's for voting families only. And we know what she has to do if she wants to vote again. Marry this son of a bitch. Um, yeah. Just to jump back to the lore that you dropped about Vladimir with Anna next to him. Obviously, super vague. Not a whole lot of information on it. But the one thing I got was, okay, we know Vladimir has this you know, silver thread, uh, silver threaded tongue, I believe is what they called it, to manipulate other people or tell them what to do rose is connected to lissa and if anna was there beside vladimir yes. does that is that does that mean their uh connection like is it going to be lissa and and rose is her almost anna if you will i like i like what you're thinking here paul me too i yeah. cosign yep. cosign Triple, triple cosine. Yep, got all three. <laughs> so, yes, uh, what I was alluding to is to get on the royal tour and find this guy. She realizes, okay, I'm going to have to go through this engagement with Jesse Zecklow. Sees him at his room. She's just like, hey, you don't like me. I don't like you, but I have to do this. It's my duty. Um, let's make it happen. I want to start spending some more time with your parents. If we do get engaged and Oh, Hey, they're going to be on the Royal tour, right? I should just like tag along with them. So that seems mm-hmm. to be where Lissa's story is heading. Yeah. Um, and then ugh, our next scene is Mia breaking the news to Sonia and emotional scene here. Sonia's just like, you're lying. Why, why would she tell me this? Like th- this isn't funny. Um, it's kind of heartbreaking for Mia too. This this character who we've kind of thought of as a bitch, how she no, not to sugarcoat it or anything, but honestly, <laughs> she's been very a little rough around the end, edges for her to just like be real tender with her sister Sonia. You can tell that Mia and Sonia seem to really care about each other a lot, despite what Sonia says or Mia says about her. So this was yeah. just like a really good kind of family scene where they're there for Sonia, but Sonia can't take it well. That was the one thing she had going for her. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just saw him sing an old Moroi opera walking away. Like we had one of the best moments. Like that was the last time you saw her. It was, I'm sorry. That was the last time she saw Mikhail, you know, one of the happiest moments they ever had. And then all of a sudden you get the news. Nope. Sorry. He's dead. And it's yeah. like, of course I would be like, I don't believe you like this. This can't happen. I just saw him. And, and this triggers the, the really snapping of her head. She's like, wow, I, I can't believe I just lost him. One of the only people, one of the few people that make me happy. I'm not going to lose you too, dad. And bang slaps her hands on his head, glowing everywhere. It's the same gold glow for the most part. That, that seems to be the, the silver threads that come out of Lissa's mouth when she uses her power. So it's gotta be 
in the same vein. I don't know if it's the same exact powers. Maybe there's little differences because there's like differences in, you know, how, how people can use fire. So I don't know if they're the exact same speed ultra powers, but Sonya's strong as fuck because Sonya yeah. went full black eyes, healed her father, Victor, permanently. I think I'm going to mix up the next scene. So you guys. So Mikhail dying sucks, but what happens after gives us two great things, right? Victor was had a terminal illness. He was going to die. Fuck that. We need Victor. Victor's the goat. Yep. This guy is going to like, it is our protagonist on the, on the good side, right? In the, in the, where the council's concerned anyway, for that storyline. And two, I mean, Sonia devolving, getting dark, figuring out her spirit stuff is going to be fucking great. It just is like yeah. you hate to say it because you don't want to see someone really dark, but I mean, it's going to be really cool. So you hate to lose Mikhail, but it does trigger two really cool things. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sonia walking up to the balcony, the music playing in the background is absolutely perfect. I it mean, is. It, it's very subtle and almost sad, but then you get the, the upbeatness to it when Victor's walking into the hall and uh, to stick with Sonia though, she's just distraught walks to the balcony stands up on the railing. And this is another time I screamed at my TV. I was like, don't you do it, Sonia. I fucking love your character. Don't you do it. And she did it. And I screamed again. That was the third time. I was like, why? And then the birds, you see the birds lifting her birds. up. Don't know exactly what it was. We don't know if, you know, she changed her mind halfway through and got the birds to save her. But my initial reaction to it was the birds won't let her die. The birds, for some reason, are like, you are too important to do this. We we need you mm-hmm. uh, to do something in the future. We, we, we know the plan. So we're going to save you. And because we did this, then they all died or whatever. Uh, the way it usually goes, it seems like when Sonya healed her father, she gave him health and she kind of... Give and again. take, opposite, yes. like positives and negatives and stuff. Yes, yeah. like Sonya is getting repercussions from this. So maybe yeah. the birds helping out Sonya, and Sonya gave the birds the, the bad part that killed them. Yeah. And no then, free rides, man. Yeah, should we should we talk about the Victor scene because this was hype as fuck. Yeah, so a couple things we need to hit. The first one is Rose has to come face to face with the love trial, uh, excuse me, love triangle situation. She wakes up from a nightmare cuz that's like an every night occurrence now. She's like, "Oh, oh my gosh." And Dimitri is there waiting for her. um and Rose is just venting, oh, is this right for me? Like, why did I choose this this dampier path? And Dimitri doesn't sugarcoat it. He's like, yeah, this sucks. And then Dimitri is like, hey, I, I know that it was my duty to protect your best friend, Lissa, and I failed my duty tonight. I put her in harm's way, but it was because I was I couldn't help but think of someone else above Lissa, and that someone is you, Rose. So it's Everything out on the table. Acknowledgement. Dimitri's into Rose. Is Rose into Dimitri? We don't 100% know because then we hear Mason calling yeah. from out in the hallway and Dimitri just like bolts. He's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so Mason now gets his moment and Mason's like, hey, listen, 
I know that you passed the test. You're going to be going on the Royal tour cards on the table. I've liked you for a while. I'm going to be right here waiting for you when you come back, whatever that means to you, I'm going to be here. Starting to like Mason a lot more. This was a good, I don't think anybody had a bad episode this episode, maybe Mikhail RIP, but like (laughs) good episode. Yeah. I, I was a Mason Stan from the jump. Um, I said this in the Janetta episode. It's just so nice when both options are great options. That's the best love triangle you can get. Two really good options. You've got Mason who's been pining after her for years. And you've got Dimitri who's this like hot new, like really passionate chemistry type thing. And um, I don't care how it goes. I just hope it's fun along the ride. (laughs) Are you having fun right now? I'm having so much fun. (laughs) I With you two. Kidding me? <laughs> I hope whoever doesn't get chosen has a good conclusion to it. I hope it's not like he's heartbroken. I hope he's like, I understand. Or a because... second love interest come in and, and kiss them. Yes. Like yeah. best case scenario, Rose clones herself. <laughs> and then, you know, I wouldn't love... put it past vampire kind of. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. And then both Mason yeah. and Dimitri are happy. So that will bring us to a closing scene. We have Tatiana speaking to the council, spinning her webs. Please stand up for this one. Just trying to trying to spin the narrative. This was a resounding success. I know we had losses, but I, I don't even know how you what mental gymnastics go into calling that a success. Idiot. But while she's in the middle of it, this council is listening. We have Victor Dashkoff just strolling on in wearing his bright red coat like Tiger Woods on a Sunday at the U.S. Open wearing his red polo. You just know Tiger is going to win. You just know that Victor had something to say to this council. And he Paul, is take it over. Walking. He is walking with confidence and he's, he's fixing the cuffs of his sleeves. He's like, all right, I know I'm a beast. I know I look good. I could not wait to drop my nuts on this table and tell them exactly what I'm going to do. So they walk, he walks in, everybody shuts up immediately and looks right at him. And he's just saying, you know, I've tried my best to do what I thought was right. I realize it's never going to happen. So I have come to decision and this is me officially announcing my candidacy for Monarch. And he puts out his hands and the mic drops Every man watching get erections. It was just so badass and so cool. And he nailed it perfectly. And panning around the table, we see the queen. We see Tatiana and Professor Umbridge. Tatiana looked pissed. Professor Umbridge looked absolutely concerned. Like, oh, that's a problem for us. Mm -hmm. And the queen looked very interested. She was like, it's about damn time. Yeah. Good for you. The The queen is so hard to get a read on. Uh, we were talking about whether she was good or bad last episode, but I don't think she's either. I think for the most part, she's good, and she she knows her limits. Like, she's a queen, but she can't just snap her fingers and anything happen because yeah. that will cause political uprage. So yeah. mm-hmm. I like that she's kind of, you know, saying, hey, Victor, why don't you run? You know, it, it's been a while. Why don't you run and make a difference? And he finally does, and she's, like, smirking, like, all right, here's big dick, Vic. We're going <laughs> to get somewhere. Nice. Yeah. Lean, well, sa- well said. How could yeah. I follow that? Oh, that was perfect. 
And that was uh, almost as good as Victor's entrance. <laughs> you, you, you matched his energy. <laughs> He's so good, man. I love him. And to take us home here, we have Lissa breaking the news of her recent engagement to Jesse Zeklo to Christian and just saying, yo, it doesn't feel, excuse me, it doesn't change how I feel about you. I'm doing this because of my duty. And Christian's just like, why does it feel like you're breaking up with me, even though you can't break up with me because we're never together? And, you know, they're going to bang. I said a bang, bang, bang and a bang. And sure enough, they do. And now we have this montage. We already covered what's how Sonya ends the episode with jumping off the tower and getting caught by the birds. But we're cutting between Sonya rose at the training ground just like releasing some of her pent-up rage and then lissa banging christian all of their eyes are kind of flashing black i'm not sure if because they're they're spirit users and spirit users are so few that they're connected somehow between all three of them or if it's just like sonia had her eyes going black at the same time where lissa and rose were simultaneously doing it either way we got three at least two confirmed spirit users plus a pseudo spirit user in Rose, and they're all going off right now. Yeah. I was so sick when when Rose's eyes went black. Yeah. She's yeah. like po- post O, just like happy in the bed, look in the mirror, and then just completely dark pupils. Um, yeah, and it's weird because is it like is Sonia with her eyes getting triggered black triggering Lissa? And because Lissa is is eyes are black, you know. I, I'm sorry. Let me try that again. And because uh, Lissa's eyes are black, everything that happens to Lissa, Rose can feel. So is that why her eyes turn black? There's so many questions. We don't know if they're all connected or not. I would I would bet that Sonia's doing her own thing and just use so much power on Victor that her eyes are going black. Lissa had just cured Christian's hands that were fucked up in the bed, which is why her eyes went black. And I think that Rose's eyes just went black because Lissa's eyes went black. I think I don't think those two have anything to do with Sonia's. I think it was just like a really cool linking montage that was all happening at once because what a tough day, you know, (laughs) and a great song, great montage. But yeah, I mean, it could be anything. What the fuck do I know? But that's yeah. just how I took it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you there. That, yeah, look that at the is, SME over here. <laughs> <laughs> that is the I'm with you. That is the best guess of what's happening. Yeah. Um, great episode. Great episode. Um, I, I do just want to note, I think my favorite guy character has changed to Victor after this episode over Christian. Yeah. And Christian also had a very strong episode. But I think Victor is just that dude. I dude, I I don't know, man. You know I'm a Dimitri stand, but the yeah. way I was talking about Victor, I had to stand up. He's <laughs> still standing. So yeah, it's, it's gonna. I need to see the rest of the season before I can make yeah. a final mark about who's my favorite. True that. Yeah, I'll give it to Mikhail for this episode, just because mm. he deserves it. That singing yeah. was top notch. They they definitely <laughs> added that just because that man's can sing. Because that was oh yeah, beautiful. And, you know, the old Maroi is is the same uh, guy who made up Dothraki in Game of Thrones. Like that is an actual language they came up for the show. Old nice. Maroi. Yeah. That's so awesome. that, that just adds another layer to it. And that's so sick. Props. Yeah. Go Peacock. Also, Peacock, <laughs> if you're listening, we would love the screeners for this. We would love them. If you want to throw us some screeners, we would watch them and cover them and love Honestly. them. Honestly, Peacock, if you're listening, 
I'm paying $6 a month. Why do I still have to watch ads? <laughs> Give Binge Town an account. <laughs> no ads. The golden account. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right. Anything yeah. else, guys? Great so show. Excited. 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 Yeah. All right, guys. That is our episode five coverage. We're so pumped. We're midway through the season. I believe there's 10 episodes. And I think that this is just going to be an all rise type deal. Um, I think it was a smart move for them to drop the four and then just have it rip one by one. I thought that was a good way to capture it. But yeah, if you like what you heard, give us a follow on Binge Town TV. All of your social media, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Um, BingetownTV.com kind of organizes all of our stuff. You can click around on the link, see what we're doing. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash TV. Talk about complete nonsense. It's great stuff um, in a good way. And then things we're covering right now. House of the Dragon. So fun. If you're not watching that, absolutely watch it. It's just the light of my life right now. It's so good. Get out of the um, rock you're living under if you're not watching that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rick and Morty, which is so good this season as per usual, we're covering and I think that's on episode what four now. Then uh, coming up, Midnight Club from Mike Flanagan coming up on Netflix. We Spooky are so pumped. Season. Spooky season. So, um, yeah, subscribe. We love we love you guys. Chat us up with anything. Of course, we love the Twitter engagement from last episode that um, was correcting some of the things we asked for. So keep it up. We love it. We're new to this lore and you guys have read all the books. So tell us what's what. We are Binge Town TV. And thanks for listening. Love you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 